Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Futures are building across the board here at the open. Uh, at, uh, we'll see at the Dow, but it may be on pace for the best monthly gain since 1987. Goldman with a bullish call on stocks next year in the wake of that recent vaccine news. Uh, bond markets are closed on this Veterans Day. Our roadmap begins with the COVID vaccine optimism fueling this market rally into a third day. But with U.S. cases uh, continuing to hit records, the Fed's Eric Rosengren says we may be in for a very choppy six months ahead. Plus, China's technology giants, they've lost more than $280 billion in market value just over the last couple of trading days as regulatory concerns mount. And this all comes while e-commerce giant Alibaba notches more than $56 billion in its singles day orders. And hurry up and wait just a little bit longer. Airbnb looking to delay its IPO until at least next week. Carl. Jim, let's start with that Goldman note that we referenced and that you were talking about with Becky a moment ago. Uh, basically looking for solid gains into year end, into the year after that, the year after that. But it collides with so, sort of the darkening picture that we're seeing on COVID in the U.S. Well, look, I, I think that one of the things that David Costin's doing, and David is an optimist, which, by the way, has certainly served him well during this period, is really identifying the, the principal weakness that we had if you go back to Friday. Uh, there was a belief that the only companies that could really do well were the FANG and FANG derivatives because we were not going to see any end to the uh, pandemic. The idea that we got a vaccine, it, was, it really was a November surprise. A 90 percent efficacy vaccine was not in the cards. So I think that, that David's piece is, is very right with the exception of the titles. I've already informed him I don't like the Roaring Twenties redux because the Roaring Twenties ended so badly. What I do like about it is that uh, while the election is certainly important, what he's saying is we've got a rebounding in profits. We have a falling uh, risk premium in equities, all of which I agree does suggest using a barbell. But I just think that he's dead right that that you with a COVID-19 virus, you can get away from just big tech. And I see a lot of industrials, David, where people are just frantically raising numbers. And that has to do with the fact that maybe in 2021 we will have this under control. Uh, well, we've gotten some optimistic uh, commentary about it. I mean, Alex Azar, yesterday, I believe Fauci also saying some things that indicate perhaps to the point you were making earlier in the week that it could be as soon as the spring that we really yes. start to see wide vaccinations, which would be, of course, a great thing to think that if you were heading into the summer and you could get back to some normalcy then, because many people still believed it would be probably not until next fall. Right. Uh, Jim. So that's all a good thing. We continue to see the sort of this dichotomy in the market. Some of these stay at home plays losing some ground. Mm -hmm. As you point out, the industrials, we've also talked about the equal weighted S&P and how that's outperformed of late. Uh, but again, I come back to this question. Do you really see growth being abandoned for the longer term here? Is value, as it's often been, just a very brief play that once again will be sold when... I don't know when 
the market changes its mind, which it seems to do every time. Now, growth doesn't go out of, far, uh, out of style because the growth companies are the ones that adapt very quickly. I mean, when you have a company, let's say you have Alphabet, okay? Uh, Alphabet, is it static? No. I mean, Alphabet's an advertising-derived site that needs travel advertising, which is the biggest and the best. Suddenly you get that. Does Facebook really get hurt here? No, because they're beginning to have a tremendous number of ads that are direct and very inexpensive to be able to, to promote businesses. I find these companies just keep coming yeah. up with new ideas. But, David, yeah. what? of all things, we have to watch Datadog. 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 Okay. Not underdog. Datadog. No, not underdog. I used to like that show. True. Um, Well, you probably like Huckleberry Hound, too. Uh, Datadog (laughs) is a company that had revenue growth from 80% uh, down to 68%, now 61% in this quarter. But, David, it sells at 40 times sales, okay? Okay. So now you have to watch that kind of stock because that's what's front and center of what's being sold. And, Carl, I think people are sick and tired of paying a huge amount of on sales when they have the opportunity to pay a not great amount on earnings. So watch Datadog as being the tell of this tape. Yeah, uh, Jim, it goes back to what we were saying a couple of weeks ago, that it's going to be earnings, not multiples, that uh, gets us higher. I do want to ask you about what you tell investors who heard the vaccine news, figured the coast was clear, and now they're looking at uh, Chase Card uh, uh, spending beginning to roll over. I think we have a graphic of that. Merkel's on the tape today saying the second wave uh, may be more severe than the first, like it was in 1918. Rosengren, uh, which we mentioned a moment ago, talking about the next six months. Take a quick listen to that. Well, it's certainly good news. Um, and my own forecast for the second half of the year would assume that it would be widely enough distributed at that point that we should have very robust growth given the fiscal monetary policy we have right now. I think the next six months are going to continue to be pretty choppy. So is it possible people who bought or rotated uh, figuring things were okay now uh, get slapped in the face. Well, I think that if you bought the banks, you do because you needed uh, one and a quarter on the on the the twenty or something, Damn. something that made it so that you got a little inflection of the curve. You didn't really get that. Uh, I mean, the 20 would mean one, one and a half. But here's what I'm thinking: you need two on the on the. Let me get these down. Two on the 20 year. Okay, in order to be able to make it so that they make a little money. David, you know they can't make any money at one half. They They don't make a lot, right? Net interest margins pressured. I mean, they still make money, but but they're not going to be able to justify it. Right. You know, a 17 to 20 percent move. I think that move gets repealed. And, Carl, what I, I think we really have to watch is that every time that you start getting nervous here, we get hit by something positive. I mean, for instance, we've not heard from Merck yet. We haven't heard from Merck. No. Maybe Merck has something that makes it so that we can have a decline in cases. Well, I've talked about it a lot because I know that one particular antiviral small molecule fairly well, having watched it since the early days of the pandemic in terms of its development. We'll see. They're in phase three. But to listen, there's no there. When it comes to COVID right now, uh, the vaccine news is great, but the trends are horrible. Um, You want good news? Good news is even though hospitalizations are going like this, the people are not dying 
uh, at the rate, thankfully, that they were when they go into the hospital. Well, then what it says, Carl, is that we're going to go back, and Simon Properties didn't give me any comfort here, we're going to go back to the essential stores that do incredibly well, that are prepared to handle this next wave while we wait for good news from J&J and Merck. And what happens as soon as you get too defensive, then John, then Alex Corsi's going to tape saying, listen, not only is ours 90%, but we're ready, we're more well, readily also available. Also, Moderna, don't forget Moderna, which is Moderna, mRNA well, as well, and we can assume we'll hopefully have a similar kind of uh, effectiveness to the Pfizer vaccine. Look, well, they're I, out today, guys. Yeah, they're out today saying uh, they expect the first interim data sometime this month. And maybe some of those other alternative candidates, Jim, don't have some of the logistical distribution challenges uh, that uh, Pfizer's has. I had a conversation yesterday with Darius Damchak from Honeywell, which is probably one of the best acting uh, industrials. And uh, Darius, the CEO, was saying they have a certain kind of plastic that, that they've created that makes it so that the vials don't break. He gave a intimated that there could be tremendous success here in terms of the number of vials. I mean, talk about billions of vials that maybe make it so that the fall prediction is a little uh, even maybe too pessimistic. Well, that would be an amazing thing. Listen, but how about people the fact can start that to no actually one... congregate again by May or June of this year in, 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 in large quantities? Well, David, here's something. Why isn't there more of a flight to quality in, in, in bonds, yeah. given the fact that, and no one's talked about this, the president's intransigence would seem to indicate that uh, at what point does he feel that uh, without anyone in his party breaking the news to him, that he has to leave the White House. Uh, Carl, I, I, you want to take a guess at that? January 19th? I don't know. Well, what, January 20th, 11.59? Well, Jim, Jim, you did tweet this morning um, about uh, an email that you got from a, a wise person who has seen a lot, who was raising the idea that this, uh, this friction in the transition, you know, uh, could ostensibly turn into something more nefarious. Market, though, I mean, they listened to Pompeo yesterday and they decided that was a quip. Well, I just think that uh, I'm not seeing any sign that the president is uh, paying attention to anything that's going on. We had the vice president. Uh, uh, well, seems to be paying president attention Black. to the Department of Defense. And people well, they really doesn't changed like the there. head of the Department of and Defense. And he's doing other appointments there yeah. as well and firing have people. Other people are being fired. Well, who There's do you think goes in and tells him? As you know, our Eamon Jarvis has discussed it as well, or at least tweeted about it. CIA, the FBI, we'll see whether that happens. Well, who, how many That's divisions does Chief Justice for, Roberts have to get him out? How many what? Divisions does Chief Rob, Justice <laughs> Roberts have to get him out? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, see, that's the thing I think that no one's paying any attention to, Carl. How about the idea that the president just says, you know what? The election was illegitimate. I'm not going anywhere. Do, are we prepared as a democracy to be able to handle a, a president who says I'm not going anywhere? I just raised the question because the it was raised to me by a billionaire this morning he, he who will. just said, Jim, why aren't you focused on the fact that he may not go anywhere. Well, by the certainly much sooner than the, than the 20th of January, we're going to have the official outcomes in all of the states, which clearly indicate that uh, President-elect Biden won. All the court challenges will have conceivably played out by then. But how about if everything's illegitimate and, in, in the uh, president's eyes? Well, then he, he I believe he's removed. By who? Marshal Sam Gerard? Um, the, 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 no, the Secret, the Secret Service, I mean, theoretically... Uh, but to David's point, Jim, if he tries to get some state legislatures to reappoint electors who favor him, we should be knowing that really by the time certifications roll in before Thanksgiving. Exactly. And I think that that's going to be uh, a way to be able to say the election was illegitimate. 
Jim, you really, think it's do you really monitoring. think that, that you really think there's that that could happen? I just read the president's tweets. I don't get any sense at all that he thinks the election was legitimate. Do you think that to Senator Mitch McConnell's, he said that the election might not? He is not weighed in on one way or the other at this point. He said that he all legal challenges should be able to follow through, and he has a right to those, which is true. But he's I'm just not saying, yet why are interest rates no, reflecting more of a flight to quality? That the president has lost. Why isn't there more of a flight to quality with the idea that the president? But is anyone seeing anything that, that indicates that the president has any, any thoughts of leaving the White House? I, I, honestly, guys, I mean, but, but do you think that the is, attorney is, is general point- bar? Does he seem to be ready to? I mean, to me, I'm waiting for a, you know, a December surprise for anyone who just stands up to the president. But is your point, Jim, that the fact that yields and markets in general have not reacted violently to these tweets mean that his tweets are increasingly irrelevant? That's yeah. I mean, they either are irrelevant or we're all just fools. Well, the process continues to move forward. We heard from President-elect Biden yesterday is continuing with his transition. Yeah, he's not getting a look at daily intelligence briefings. He doesn't seem particularly bothered by that. He's not even bothered by the fact that the GSA has not released the funds yet. He said they got money to do what they need to do, Carl. So they continue to move forward with the transition, regardless of uh, whether the president is interested in transitioning. Well, the president is a student of entertainment. He's clearly watched the House of Cards. How about the Fourth Estate? He's got a network that I think backs him up in a hunter-like style. Look, I'm just saying that I would. Pay, well, I think also, interest rates are interest rates are, need to be reflect a little more flight to quality, given the fact that the president. I read the president's tweets. I, it, to me, he's not tweeting as if he's going anywhere. No, Help but here. Uh, business groups and CEOs and foreign leaders and even a small but rising number of GOP senators are saying exactly that. Well, that's what you need to hear in order to be able to make it so I think that uh, there's less fear in the markets. Uh, and I'm talking about sotto voce fear, David. Understood. I'm not kidding. Understood. I'm, oh, God, you're making fun of me? No, who, I was doing it who, sotto voce. Who, who believed in the pandemic when you were busy toasting Oh, here we go again birthday. with that. I always believed in it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was worse than I thought it would be. Oh, really? I'm just staying. Carl, guys, Carl, uh, take we'll us take to commercial. Take Until us to commercial, the fat Carl. Tweet sings. Just go. Uh, yes, go to yes, the darn commercial. <laughs> Futures are up as we make another run at these highs. Don't go away. <laughs>
Keeping a close eye on shares of uh, giant Chinese Internet companies, Alibaba, of course, perhaps the one best known to our viewers. Um, it had been a beneficiary of this period, in part because of the strength of the Chinese consumer, the fact that they actually came out of the uh, COVID pandemic, at least much quick, more quickly than than uh, we have and certainly other Western nations. Um, and just because of the growth of the company. But the stock has been getting hit lately. It, we're keeping an eye on it today. It got hit badly yesterday uh, as well, Jim, as you know. About 1040, I, I mentioned, 1050, I mentioned something on air about Chinese regulations. They were out yesterday morning, and so there was an opportunity then and during the course of the day for it to be sold, and it has been. We're watching Tencent also and JD. But we're still trying to understand more exactly about what these new opinions on antitrust regulations that are being sought by SAMR, the antitrust trust regulator uh, in China will mean for the likes of uh, these companies. And there's some uh, of the uh, draft uh, antitrust rules, price discrimination based on data, bundling of sales, restricting sellers to one platform. And you, they will seek public comment until November 30th. If you needed any um, evidence of the influence of the Chinese government on so many companies, in particular Alibaba, you've gotten it over the last week. I mean, the Ant financial IPO being right. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Keeping a close eye on shares of uh, giant Chinese Internet companies, Alibaba, of course, perhaps the one best known to our viewers. Um, it had been a beneficiary of this period, in part because of the strength of the Chinese consumer, the fact that they actually came out of the uh, COVID pandemic, at least much quick, more quickly than than uh, we have and certainly other Western nations. Um, and just because of the growth of the company. But the stock has been getting hit lately. It, we're keeping an eye on it today. It got hit badly yesterday uh, as well, Jim, as you know. About 1040, I, I mentioned, 1050, I mentioned something on air about Chinese regulations. They were out yesterday morning, and so there was an opportunity then and during the course of the day for it to be sold, and it has been. We're watching Tencent also and JD. But we're still trying to understand more exactly about what these new opinions on antitrust regulations that are being sought by SAMR, the antitrust trust regulator uh, in China will mean for the likes of uh, these companies. And there's some uh, of the uh, draft uh, antitrust rules, price discrimination based on data, bundling of sales, restricting sellers to one platform. And you, they will seek public comment until November 30th. If you needed any um, evidence of the influence of the Chinese government on so many companies, in particular Alibaba, you've gotten it over the last week. I mean, the Ant Financial IPO being right. postponed indefinitely, we'll see if and when that thing actually comes back, would have been the largest IPO of all time. A change in potential regulations over parts of their business had them shelve it after Jack Ma, of course, the company's founder, said some things that perhaps may have run around, I mean, put him in kind of a bad place with regulators, Jim, 
And then this uh, comes out yesterday morning, our time. Uh, and we're watching these stocks get hit again. Well, I mean, uh, Alibaba is up dramatically from where it was at, say, 4 a.m. But, but I would say this. This reminds me of the capitalist rotors in the, P, in the PRC, where the capitalist rotors were slapped down. Remember, there was an opening of China and then a go back. David, is it possible that Jack Ma is perceived to be more powerful than the government wants any one person to be? Well, he is incredibly wealthy. He does have an incredible following. That's, uh, but I don't know. I mean, they won't allow it. They won't allow it. And, it, you know, but how and they're showing me, how they won't allow it. They have to maintain control. They do. They, they slapped him down. They showed what but, they can do. Okay, but let's Very say you look at what Amazon, last week. what Europe is saying about Amazon. Yeah. It, it, it's like they borrowed the copy of uh, Bill Particulars right. in China against right. their own people. They're worried about monopolistic practices of some of these Internet giants and what oh. it will mean. I mean, in the same way that we are. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but the difference is, is that, that they're communists. If they wanted to, they could put Jack Ma in prison, I guess. Well, they, they or, and they don't necessarily need to rely on a court of law to right. agree That's with what, them and make the argument that, that, that gets that agreement. That's is, true. Is, they can move more swiftly. Don't they have kangaroo courts over there? Are they actual You courts? know better than I would in terms of what the state of play is in there in terms of their uh, state of the, uh, the law and administration of that law, Jim. But, yeah, they can – listen, they got till the end of the month to get comments. You could see something pretty quickly. But we'll yeah. see, Carl, Carl, how much of an impact it actually will have on the business. Carl, we got to watch this because Chinese communists don't act like this. They've been steady hands. Uh, yeah, uh, well, you don't want to see volatility out of that region too much, guys, and it's certainly overshadowed Singles Day. Uh, we're going to get a moment of silence here in a moment at the uh, New York Stock Exchange in honor of Veterans Day uh, to honor the men and women who have served in the nation's armed forces. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. 
See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. We're going to take you right to the opening bell a few minutes from now, but let's squeeze in a mad dash service now. Yeah, David, now this is uh, Bill McDermott's company, and this is a company that does uh, some of the absolute best Internet service management. Why do I mention it? Okay, I mentioned earlier Datadog, and I know because of that name, people think that small cap. It's a $28 billion company. ServiceNow is a $93 billion company, and they are very highly valued. Barclays bumps its price target from 640 to 650 and just saying, look, even though there is a rebalancing, Toward value away from growth, service now should be able to buck that. Now, what that says to me, David, this is the line in the sand. If you see service now be able to stabilize, you can imagine that all the cloud stocks will stabilize. So that is something to watch because the cloud stocks have been under tremendous pressure during the last five days. Uh, if service now can hold it, then CrowdStrike will hold it. You'll see Salesforce hold it. Uh, Workday, which reports soon, that will hold it. And even Snowflake could hold it. I don't know about Zoom Video because that's one that a lot of people feel is a Dave Costin stock now, meaning that if there is a vaccine, then we won't need Zoom as much as we do. That's true, although we still it's going to be a part of of the future in a way that we could not have foreseen eight months ago. No, I mean, I read Dr. Scott Gottlieb and, and I mean, I, I, I want to Zoom my family. I don't want I mean, Chuck Gottlieb is basically portraying a world uh, between now and when we get the vaccine of you better go lo- you know, of lockdown. It's listen, Joe Biden said it was going to be a dark winter. So far, unfortunately, there's nothing that indicates otherwise, given the rising case count. It's, it's staggering. Well, then what are we going to do? Um, we just going to go about our lives and just say if we get sick, we get sick. I don't know, Jim. You take the you take the um, everybody has a different perception of risk. You know that. Within families, everybody has a different perception of risk. And I've talked about this a number of times. And we don't all have the same data that we're drawing from to try to make decisions as to how we act. And different states are doing different things. So uh, right? your guess is, is as good as mine, Jim. I don't know. Well, I just think that Dr. Gottlieb's guess is better than mine because it's not a guess. And right. he's basically making me feel like that we all, all ought to rethink our holiday plans. Yeah. Uh, we should rethink our go- someone said, talk about going to the movies. Uh, To me, it sounds like, well, that's a fool's iron to go to the movies. Yeah. Well, Carl, there's no doubt uh, that uh, it's going to be a hard period here before we get to wide wide vaccinations. Uh, And we're all trying to figure out what that means. Lockdowns, though, don't seem to be a part of of anybody's prescription at this point in terms of what's going to happen. Mask wearing, perhaps, or mandating it in some fashion, maybe. Yeah, there's some uh, there actually are some citywide uh, mask mandates now in North Dakota uh, where hospitals are at 100 uh, percent. And they're actually allowing some nurses who are positive but asymptomatic to continue to work, believe it or not, because they uh, they need the staffing so much. Uh, guys, let's get to the opening bell at the NYSC on this Veterans Day. It is the United States Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, the Air Force, the Navy and the Army honoring Veterans Day. Uh, veterans have our thanks and we hope. They have yours. Uh, Brigadier General uh, Thomas Tickner is ring, ringing the bell this morning at the NASDAQ. It's Infi, a high-speed data connectivity company. Uh, Jim, interesting. You know, we were talking about vaccine logistics. Uh, GMA's 
uh, chief of uh, global support was, uh, I'm sorry, FedEx's chief of global support was on GMA this morning and talked about the, the nature of moving things around the country quickly and in a controlled environment, in his words, is literally what FedEx was created to do in 1973. So we do have that. Well, Carol Tomei, who is the CEO of United Parcel, sees him and then raises him by saying they are ready with freezer farms and we sh- they are ready for even the biggest of holiday seasons. So all I can tell you is these are two great companies duking it out. I salute UPS for deciding that it's okay to have what's now, what's no longer considered to be unorthodox look, expressive look. David, I like these companies that just say, you know what? We are no longer going to hold people to a particular look of what we thought was the norm, because that's part and parcel of what we're trying to do in this country right now. United Parcel. Yeah. The moving United Parcel and FedEx has been extraordinary. As it should be. I and mean, you think it will continue? Well, I, yes, because I think that um, a lot of their business is from China. And China is boomtown. Uh, they've all been sitting on the tarmac. They're no longer on the tarmac. And then, obviously, let's put it this way. If Dr. Gottlieb's right, if we have this dark winter, we are not going to the mall. We are going back to Amazon. And now Amazon's spending $4 billion on safety. But if you want, take a look where those boxes are. When, oh, I'm sorry, you don't shop. Carl, when you shop, take a look at where the boxes are from. They tend to be from these providers. I get, I get a lot of UPS things every day. Uh, because my wife is trying to build some sort of thing outside, which is a, a temple to outdoor barbecuing until December 23rd or something. But I just find that it's United Parcel, United Parcel, United Parcel. And it's, by the way, look at West Rock, which makes, a, 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 which makes Linerboard. Linerboard's in great demand. UPS has been down horribly in the last few days. I think that's a buy. My travel trust owns it. I think FedEx is terrific. They're ready. And I think that they've also raised prices. So, therefore, if you want to use them, Carl, you're going to have to pay up. Yeah. I wonder, I was thinking about Carol, uh, who came from Home Depot, Jim, and I was trying to think if you've seen a better graduation of an executive in the C-suite from one company to another. <laughs> no, I mean, when I had her on, I'm always incredibly conscious that Carol Tumay, when she was on the conference calls at Home Depot, was probably the most important economist out there. She's a very exacting individual. And I think that what United Parcel needed was someone from the outside who was ready to be able to say, here's how it's going to be done, and we are going to make money. I mean, that was one of the things that she emphasized to me, David. I always thought that was interesting. A CEO says, you know what? We are now going to make money. (laughs) Kind of radical. (laughs) Radical approach to business. What in the world were they thinking? Well, before they had a lot of business lines that, frankly, were done in order to be able to make it so that they were... There's another company you've been talking about in that way, and that company is... What, the company has decided to make money? Yes, you've talked about it many times of late. It's become a favorite of yours with a Ford? new CEO. Ford? Yes, good, Carl. Ford, Ford. I, I am determined. Yeah. Look, look, Ford, the family is determined to have the same record with the company as they have with the football team they own. But now they're breaking apart. And I'm getting the feeling that the CEO of Ford, we have to ask, is he maybe a Kansas City Chiefs fan? <laughs> Right. Because this idea of losing for the sake of losing in every country in the world is over with Jim, with Jimmy Carcar. You know, that's what they call him, Carl. They call him Jimmy Carcar. I'm not kidding. There's a fabulous <laughs> interview with Jimmy Carcar uh, 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 on uh, uh, a video for Salesforce 
where he admits that he literally took a Mustang that he built when he was 14 years old and crossed the country with it. Now, that's a car guy. <laughs> the last guy, wait, did he build a steel case and take it across country? Was that his job? How did they pick <laughs> oh, a, good, a good steel case, <laughs> a good I cabinet man to run a sorry, car company? Sorry I mentioned Ford. I didn't, I didn't mean to get us into this. <laughs> the Lions, Stafford. Yeah. I like Hopkinson. I'm <laughs> Back to the Hopkinson. cabinet guy. He'll never get over that cabinet guy. Well, well no, no, you see, the company itself may not get over it. That's why they brought a car guy in. <laughs> you know Farley likes cars. He's he not even trucks. a car guy. He's you apparently a car. About the 150? He's a he car, tried car to get guy. me to buy a 150. Right. I'm not kidding. When you talk to Carl, he doesn't start out by saying, you know, I'm worried about the quarter. You know, I think. No, he starts out by saying, what do you think of the 150? And I'm like, well, what do you think? He goes, yeah, I get you a deal on the 150. I said, no, I'm not taking a deal on the 150. I, 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 I. He goes, well, have you looked at it? Have you kicked the tires of the 150? That's my kind of guy. All right. He wants to sell cars and trucks, and he wants to sell ones that make money. David, he's known the Bronco. Uh, I, it, only has two, it only has two rows of seats. That's why I'm against the Bronco. Got it. All right. Um, what, all right. There are any number of other companies we could also talk about this morning, Jim. I think maybe we want to. I've got a couple. Okay, go for it. Oh, man. Yeah, give them to us. Yeah, uh, Jim, just, look, just looking at the banks, uh, hanging on to uh, the week's gains, um, uh, JPM, BAC. Wells is out today saying it's time to get aggressive. I mean, and I know Wapner had a long discussion yesterday about whether or not the Fed allows buybacks, rates go above one. I heard that. Whether or not we find out later that they over allotted for loss provisions. I mean, that's a pretty powerful trio if you're trying to build a bull case. Well, I just think that, again, the, the, the dark winter scenario does not make me feel like they'll want to buy the stock of a bank uh, where they have loans and there's no. Remember this stimulus? Like, we were thinking that you had to have stimulus to make the banks okay. Remember the yeah, concept God, of stimulus. Remember, remember how we would talk about that every day, the prospect of, of whether or not there would be a relief bill? What happened now? to stimulus? Well, we're a little more focused now on the, on the stimulus, to your point Pfizer? earlier, when the current president is, and if he's going to actually leave office. So, Wait a second. I guess Did the, you just say if? You said it. You said it. I don't want to get into this conversation. All right. I think the idea that Wells Fargo. We're not going to have stimulus until until we have a new president, right? I'm just saying there's electoral college issues. Give me a break. But we're not going to even talk about the possibility of a bill coming out of Congress, it would seem, until until President elect Biden uh, actually takes office. I think a lot of people are looking at the charts, Carl, of the banks and thinking that there's a bottom. I say, if you think there's a bottom, look at Morgan Stanley. James Gorman has very little risk, making a lot of money. Uh, her heretical downgrade yesterday because it's selling, what, the, the multiple expansion of eight to nine? I mean, is that expensive? I don't think so. Um, How about this piece in the FT, yeah. uh, guys, about Bill Ackman uh, refreshing uh, a bet against corporate credit, uh, saying that in the near term, uh, we're going to have some issues on uh, lever- highly levered companies. I mean, he does add, I hope we lose money on this edge. Oh, well, that's positive. Yeah. He's got to come on air and basically scream that one. Oh, we don't want to allow that. <laughs> no? No. What? What do you got there? <laughs> but there were, look, we had a lot written about this. How about SPACs? What happened to talk about SPACs? Hey, well, I can talk we about SPACs all you want. I mean, there's always something to talk about when it comes to SPACs. They are continuing. There was a little bit of a, a perhaps just too much hitting the market at one time. A number of them have not performed as well after they've announced the deal. Um, but you got, you know, Churchill 2 today brought in 400 million bucks for a deal that it's underway for its right. Churchill 2 SPAC. Um, but and what's the similarity pushback between on, Churchill? A little bit of pushback on SPACs. Is there a similarity between Churchill, a man who stood up to the... Um, the Germans no. uh, and gave uh, amazing speeches. Yes, uh, was splendid uh, versus the vile and, and Churchill too. 
well, there's Churchill one through five, so I don't, I don't know which one. I like the original Churchill. I thought the yes. original Churchill was the one game. whose name was Winston. I like yes. that guy. Yes, the guy These, who will uh, fight on unclear. the beaches. It's unclear what, 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 what the we'll future holds for multi-plan or Skillsoft yeah. and what, yeah. I just um, think Carl, it's amazing that we uh, were talking about we were talking about SPACs. And we were talking about stimulus. And, and we now, were talking about TikTok. Do you remember how much time we spent on TikTok? Every day, Mr. Every Walmart. day, TikTok. We got some TikTok news, guys, that actually, the, remember ByteDance, the, the owner of TikTok? By the way, we've never seen the definitive agreement on the whole Oracle Walmart thing. Where are, do things stand right now, you ask? Because, hey, we were talking about it every day, and then we didn't talk about yeah, it at all. Yeah, we just stopped talking about it. Yeah, well, in the nearly two months since the president gave his preliminary approval to our proposal to satisfy the concerns, of course, that he had about the any. Uh, national security concerns. They say they've offered detailed solutions to finalize the agreement, but have received no substantive feedback on their extensive data privacy and security framework. And so with this uh, November 12th CFIUS deadline imminent and without an extension in hand, they have no choice but to file a petition in court to defend our rights. They remain committed to working with the administration as they say they have all along to resolve the issues that have been raised. Um, remember, it was August 14th that Trump issued the executive order requiring ByteDance to uh, divest TikTok's U.S. operations became very much unclear exactly whether that really was going to be the case under the deal that they at least had seemed to reach in some way, though we'd never been signed, where Oracle was buying 12.5%. It was a big hosting deal for Oracle, and Walmart was going to own 7.5%, and they were going to have a U.S.-comprised board. Anyway, we'll see. Maybe they waited out, Jim, like you, although it's unclear, I guess, but wait out the Trump administration, see what goes on with the Biden administration. Well, I just thought this was such a good deal for Walmart when it was announced. And Walmart, by the way, Walmart Plus is doing very well. A lot of good things happening at Walmart. And I, plus the fact that if you have a dark winter, Walmart will not go dark. Uh, but Oracle, talk about where did Oracle go in the discussion? They want the BB to see. I know. We haven't really gotten any updates since it's been quite some time, since September 19th. Um, so almost two months uh, from, from there. Um, uh, Carl, I'm still keeping an eye on shares of Qualcomm, which have been very strong since earnings last week. They did announce a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm watching closely mm-hmm. Dish and their development of a, three, of a 5G nationwide network. They do uh, announce this morning Dish and Qualcomm, both of which are up, up rather nicely. Uh, collaborating on the development of what they're calling the nation's first ORAN-compliant 5G network. But Dish keeps coming out with these announcements. They keep sort of plugging along. Um, we'll see where they are when they start to actually commercialize service. That is a remarkable move. Yeah. And, and I know that when you're on, if you're on the Skyworks Solutions call, which came out during the, that terrible week for tech, uh, all you heard were just amazing things from, uh, from Liam Griffin about the demand for 5G. Uh, I mean, extraordinary demand. We spent way too much time talking about the Mac and not nearly much time, I think, talking about what could be happening with Apple and 5G, particularly if, if, if Vice President Biden is elected, is, is moved to the White House. Uh, he was elected. By, well, you know, there's a lot of, process, a lot of problems between here and the, and, and the actual move out. Got it. You know, but uh, I do think that we are not talking nearly enough about 5G. And Qualcomm is speaking loudly. Skyworks is speaking loudly. Corvo is speaking loudly. Uh, these, these companies are just, they can't not meet, de- they cannot meet demand. That is a high-quality problem, Carl. And we have a bunch of them that cannot meet demand. Marvell Technologies, I know that they're buying a company, so therefore people don't like it. They can't meet demand. And I just think that this is not a stay-at-home, work-at-home issue. This is a worldwide demand for, for phones that are just on fire 
Except for that much, not yep. that much, except for Timo. Dave, did you see the note about, uh, about uh, Timo? No. No? No, I missed it. The, 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 the people are stuttering here. Uh, Timo is going to put up some incredible numbers. Uh, talking about Morgan Stanley's talking about 5G to drive three to four million in annual postpaid net ads. David, I ask you, where are these people coming from? I don't know. What are they doing? What are they using now? I know. There, there's there's a question. Cops? Given the, the lack of turn at all these companies, that the ability to add new customers, it is interesting. That, Why do you not talk about T-Mobile as much as you used to? Because look I'll at that. talk about it whenever you want. Whenever I see there's something worth talking about, I'm happy well, to talk about, about Dish? it. about Dish? Dish is trying to do something. Yes, know? I talk about Dish a lot and what they're trying to do, but we still don't have great insight into it. And they reported earnings last week, Charlie Ergen giving us bits and pieces, but not a lot yet because he's not ready to. Uh, right. And whether or not he's going to bring in a huge capital infusion to help him as well continues to be a key co- question. Um, But, Carl, we got to get to you and to Bob, so I'll send it over to you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. To your point on chips, Jim, uh, all of those names you mentioned are helping to lead the S&P up 3 percent plus. Uh, On restaurant news, we got Chipotle opening their first digital only restaurant. And, of course, on food in general, Jim did have Beyond Meat last night talking about uh, their business, the quarter, the surprise, McPlant. Take a listen. I want to be very respectful of what McDonald's is trying to do. I believe in the McPlant platform. I believe in what Chris is trying to do there. Uh, and the only reason we issued some clarification yesterday was because of the misunderstanding I think that people had around uh, the fact that they maybe developed their own burger, right, which is not the case. Um, as I've said before, and we're just going to have to be patient on this, I believe that our relationship with McDonald's is very strong. We're involved with McDonald's on a number of different fronts. We're doing things now to prepare for things in the future that, that involve McDonald's. Um, I just can't go out and speak for the company about which supplier they've chosen or, or who they're going to be working with. Wow. <laughs> this is fascinating, Jim. Yeah. I mean, there's also other companies like Nestle's, world's largest food company, Tyson. They all want a piece of that business. I know McDonald's is not really that interested in having the signage, say, beyond meat in their stores, Carl. That's just not what they want. And I think that I think that both sides are playing hardball. Uh, I don't know how this one's resolved, Carl. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, historically, McDonald's, uh, when dealing with suppliers, has the leverage. But right. uh, we'll see if this time's different. Uh, clearly, there's some, there's some things we don't yet understand about that relationship. We did get a new high on the Russell 2000. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Bob? Great week for small caps there. So uh, the vaccine rally, let's call it that, continues uh, four to one advancing to declining stocks. The new wrinkle is tech is playing a little bit here. Some of that damage being repaired. Just take a look at sectors here. Uh, Tech on the upside. Uh, Energy was in the beginning. Now is flat as consumer discretionary a little bit. Banks generally are not continuing the rally here. That's a little bit of a disappointment there. China stocks, as you see there, MCHI on the downside. Mega cap tech, okay, fractionally on the upside today, but there's been a lot of damage uh, done this week. So you see them up here. But remember, Amazon's down about 7% this week, maybe 6.5%. Microsoft is still down close to 4% on the week. So a lot of damage here. And so remember the trend here, the overall trend uh, with uh, the rally that we've been seeing around uh, the vaccine, which is small cap generally are outperforming large cap. Value is generally outperforming growth. Uh, and you can see this. Uh, this is not quite as uh, as obvious today, but you can see this 
uh, on the work, work of the uh, RSP, which is the equal weight S&P 500. I like to watch that one. Uh, and it in- indicates more advancing than declining stocks uh, overall when the RSP, the white one, is on top there. Uh, that the outperformance also of cyclical and value, and you can see that uh, as well here. As for China Tech, rather strange situation. Uh, if you look at Hong Kong, rather awful close there in Hong Kong for those big cap tech names. Uh, but here in the United States, Alibaba's basically on the flat side. So they're, we're open. They're not. Interesting little arbitrage uh, that's going to happen here. But I think what's important here uh, is what these regulators are trying to do here. Uh, we've got a very small number of dominant companies out there. The merchants are forced to choose. You sell on Alibaba. You don't sell on JD.com. You can't use WeChat on Alipay. Maybe the regulators are trying to say you can't have rules or you should have rules uh, and you shouldn't be forced to choose. So maybe here they're going to open it up more and encourage competition. I'm trying to look at the bright side on this and not, not simply say that this is a, another effort by the Chinese Communist Party to control everything. Finally, uh, spend a good part of the day talking to people about what might happen under a Democrat administration um, with the financial services industry and the SEC. Gary Gensler, the former head of the CFTC, is in charge of that regroup review group for the Biden transition team on the Federal Reserve and on securities regulators. Talked to a lot of people about this. They all agree under a Biden administration, you'd get more regulation to protect consumers. You'd get aggressive enforcement of those regulations. And interesting, I said, what's, what do you think would be really dominant? I, I heard an awful lot about expansion uh, and standardization of ESG. That's environmental, social and governance principles. And Carl, we're talking about you know, corporate governance. We're talking about climate change. We're talking about worker pay, worker treatment, diversity, health care. Uh, all of these are social issues that can be sort of pushed into the financial services space. You're going to hear a lot more about ESG, I think, should a Biden administration come into power. Back to you. All right, uh, Bob, thank you very much. Uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, the sector breakdown here. A little bit of a mixed picture today. You got materials lower, uh, but energy, consumer discretionary, definitely information technology leading the charge. Dow's off the opening high, but up 100. Don't go away. Jim mentioned Honeywell a few moments ago, and in the wake of the pandemic with home delivery booming, the company's seen strong growth in automated warehousing. This is what the CEO told Jim yesterday at CNBC's Evolve Summit. The business is is booming right now, and um, and it's not a surprise. I mean, obviously, the COVID era really drove to home delivery uh, warehouse automation and so on. And, and we've been expanding that business very, very quickly in the U S but also we're growing internationally and, and we're trying to move it even more towards, um, the use of robotics use of, you know, what we call a dark warehouse, which is, you know, minimizing the labor in a warehouse and, and we're making great progress and, and winning a lot of jobs. So it's been a great bookings year for Intelligrated, but I, I think it's only the beginning. I, I don't think that, uh, sort of home delivery, personal delivery. I don't you know, sure COVID accelerated that trend, but it's something that's going to continue. And, uh, and our IntelliGrade business is leading to charge to, to enable customers to make that leap. Jim, it's a long way from avionics and thermostats. Yes, it sure is. And uh, the new Honeywell is basically a software company as well as a hardware company. Uh, it's also a software as a service company where you literally can hire them and they will figure out software solutions for you. Uh, this is a very good business. And there's really, uh, I don't even know if they can handle all the business they have, given the fact that, what, what do we know? We know that this is a warehouse economy, and yet warehouses are still run 
the way they used to be years ago. Zebra's the other company, by the way, that is making a fortune on the ZBH. So I, 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 I do think that both Zebra and uh, Honeywell are terrific to own. Just great, great All right, companies. fascinating, Jim. Uh, yeah, and the summit yesterday was fantastic, too, as we were telling I'm uh, sorry. viewers yesterday. Yeah, and Zebra, uh, Dow, I want to get the symbols. Uh, Dow's up 74. Sorry. Session high, well, up 175 is the session high. We're back in a moment. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Well, Carl, the oils have been strong of late, and I do like Chevron, and I like Pioneer. But one I have not liked is Occidental, and J.P. Morgan certainly joins the uh, that call this morning, saying uh, it's time to sell Oxy. They do not have the coverage necessarily that they need with oil at these prices and also be able to um, do any sort of drilling or growth. So I think you're getting another chance, Carl, another chance to be able to sell Oxy. And I'm going with J.P. Morgan. You don't have to do it today because there's a lot of people who want to recommend the oils. They want to do that all the time. Uh, the only reason why you would possibly win on the oils right now is because uh, President-elect Biden would favor less drilling, which would then raise the price of oil. Yeah, we did get above 43 for the first time since uh, September 3rd. Right. Uh, but your point is you've been making your point consistently, Jim. What's on what's well, on tonight? We got Rocket Mortgage, huge company. Um, we have Ulta, one of David's favorites, of course. And then we have Lemonade, the young people's way to be able to get insurance. I can't wait for tonight's show. It's a great show. Thank you, David. That's a show. Thank you, guys. Very nice. All right. Jim, we'll see you tonight. Absolutely. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 